not so long ago in a studio not too far away. Conveniently located at a reasonable distance from everyone's homes, so that we may bring this podcast to you despite an impending snowstorm, come two men who are so ingrained in the saga itself, for out of nothing but sheer disgust for the studio who gave us Mickey Mouse, they've gone as far as to recut their own versions of some of the terrible sequels Disney crammed down our throats over the course of only four short years. But fear not, for the future of the series promises to be bright. Our fans will be thrilled that Hayden Christensen will be returning in the role of Darth Vader. Liar! You're with him! You brought him here to kill me! You turned her against me! You will not take her from me! Ugh, oh, you, you gotta be kidding me. Alright, let's go. Alright, so as we teed it up in the intro, we're here talking Star Wars, lots going on, some big announcements that came out about future projects, and to help break it all down, you know him from episode 17, the Scotch Pod, DJ Spooky Red, Mad Matt, Matthew Lawn. Welcome back, homie. Oi, mate. How you doing? Glad to be back, bruv. Let's get into it, yeah? Glad to have you back. And new to the studio, you know him by one name when only one name is needed. Shad is in the building, buddy. You ready to do this? Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. All right, let's get right into it. So as we said, big news coming out this week from the studio, which gave us Cinderella. (laughs) Disney is really like a lot going on right now. They're in the acquisition game. They'll just buy anything that makes content. Yeah, they're they're kind of in a weird place. Like all their movies have just finished. All their big stuff, Star Wars trilogy, Marvel's universe. Like, so yeah, what's next? Well, I'll tell you what's next. Yeah, a little sacrilegious that. You know, George Lucas' vision is now being run by the same corporation who thought it was fiscally responsible to purchase the rights to Thumbelina. The <laughs> Warner Brothers acquisition is an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. But again, when you got money to spend, I guess you spend it. That's it. Um, I mean, and they are really spending it now. Uh, they just announced 10 new Star Wars projects. It's insane. I know. Um, me and Chad, suffice to say, are very excited. Yep. Pumped. Uh, for a few of them, at least. Yeah, at least. you can't possibly be excited about all no, of them. Nah, let's no, let's I mean, it is Disney after all. I mean, that's yeah. that's true. <laughs> so I, let's let's get right into it. Let's go one by one. Talking about the new releases. If I miss any, let me know. Let's start with Rangers of the New Republic spinoff show set chronologically during the same timeline as the Mandalorian, which is supposed to intersect with future stories and eventually culminate in a climactic crossover story event. Is that also what you guys have heard? I'm hearing, yeah, that's basically around what I'm hearing. Uh, it sounds exciting. Um, I guess we've gotten a little bit of a taste of that in The Mandalorian, some of these rangers, I guess. Right. Uh, it's all pretty unclear. It's all kind of hush-hush, but like like you said, these are the rumors that are coming through. Um, crossover events sounding like the uh, the Marvel ones for Netflix. Sounds yeah. like that sort of a crossover. Uh, could be good. Could be as bad as that was for Marvel. <laughs> Did you guys see any of the footage that was released for some of this? Like a lot of this uh, concept yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They they had some teaser trailers and um, some casting, but for Range of the New Republic, um, it's a storyline where we know the world it's in, and they'll need a strong cast to propel it. Do we know for sure. who's in that at all? Uh, well, I mean, judging by what we've got in The Mandalorian so far, it looks like the guy from uh, Kim's Convenience. 
and uh, <laughs> <laughs> a strong casting choice. Strong cast, but he is a huge fan of Star Wars, like yeah. huge Star Wars fan. So well, so am I. Bring they the passion. Me a role. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I mean, this uh, you got to be famous. I mean, you guys are famous now. I mean, the Inquisitive Bro. It's Buddy, like it's we huge. are hella famous, hella famous on like two podcast Dude, channels. Hey, they. I'm I'm sure they haven't even started casting yet. Your call could be coming in right now, maybe like, as we speak. I'll go check my messages yes, after this podcast yes, is done. Yeah. We're recording, so I mean, anything else on Rangers of the New Republic? I mean, one of the Rangers might be Dave Filoni himself, the king. Think so? I don't know. He was in. He was. Uh, he made a cameo in uh, one of the episodes. So that's we'll a bit of a reach. Yeah. Excited for this or kind of just like a meh? Um, this, well, this is a wait and see for me. Yeah. Right now it is a meh, uh, just because of the time period it's set in. Um, you know, the Empire's already fallen. We saw Luke, Han, and Leia right off in the sunset. Uh, why they're rehashing stuff in the same timeline is just. Yeah, it's mind-boggling for me. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm concerned because it's Disney. Right. Where are they going to go? But I'm hopeful because hopefully Filoni's on, on, on the case here. Yep. He's, he's set up Mandalorian beautifully. John Favreau at the helm is just killing it. You got Rangers of the New Republic coming. If it's a crossover thing going on, I mean, it could be It could be good. It could be really yeah. good. Which like, it could I be said. amazing. It ha- all Star Wars has some potential. Yeah. yeah. But I think for this TV show in particular, it, it'll have to do with casting. Yeah. They, they need a strong lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be a, a new SJW TV series, then I'm out. Like, yeah, me too. Yeah. Definitely. You brought up uh, John Favreau, mm-hmm. who is the producer for uh, Mandalorian. Yep. Can we just talk about his rise in the past few years? Let's who just knew? Do, just who for knew? a second here. 2012, he was Iron Man's bodyguard. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Then 2016, he was scripting the choreography for Baloo's dance number in Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. And now he produces everything Star Wars. True. But uh, Chef, come on. Great movie. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I just didn't really see that translating to true. this. Yeah, I, I didn't see it coming either. I had no clue he was such a big Star Wars guy. He's been crushing it with Mandalorian. Like, he's the lead for the writing and directing. So. And some of the new stuff is also Pretty John Favreau. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll Good see what happens. Rangers of the New Republic kind of leads right into the Ahsoka series, too, because it's a very similar vibe. Right. And I don't want to get too much into spoilers for The Mandalorian if they haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, FYI, maybe spoiler alerts on this pod. We can't confirm nor deny because we won't know, but uh, it's very likely. So here's the spoiler warning right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because in season two, Mandalorian, Ahsoka comes in. Heyo. Heyo. That was a big treat for everybody. Yep. And she mentioned what might be one of the most, like, epic potential future of the, like Star Wars cinematic universe if you want to call it because Grand Admiral Thrawn yes ladies and gentlemen Grand Admiral Thrawn he is it, when we're talking Star Wars expanded universe we're talking about the greatest villain yeah yeah who we have yet to see in we're, anything in anything amazing. except right. for uh, Rebels I believe he makes yeah, an appearance he, in Rebels yeah, so a younger Rebels. version of him but yeah for those who don't know, post Empire, after the fall of the Emperor, he took the reins and then yeah. escalated. And that's what it looks like is is happening right now. In uh, who knows what the future of the Mandalorian is going to look like if there's this crossover thing going on. Yep. It sounds like Thrawn. He's the one. If it's going to be a crossover and there's going to be a big bad, it's going to be the Thrawn. So hold up, you think he shows up in the crossover with Mandalorian and Rangers of the New Republic and not the and Ahsoka? Ahsoka. And, oh, and Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah. yeah. So is Ahsoka a third crossover? Like yes. are all these Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, she she already crossed over. Yeah. She's in there. Right, right, right. Now right. It's, and, and same with the Rangers. They're in there in Mandalorian as well. So 
I don't think two. we know for sure though if Ahsoka is the same timeline. No, she's in Mandalorian season two. No, no, sorry, but the show, the Ahsoka oh, show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um pretty sure. Because yeah? they really set it up in the sh- in Mandalorian. But if you're gonna do that, don't you have to run the shows at the same time? Or mm-hmm. no? Cause like how I you mean, gonna have Rangers and Mandalorian have that crossover ending before you even run the Ahsoka show? Like I think it seems like Ahsoka from from Mandalorian, she says like she's looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn. Mm, I see. To the episode bad guy. I see. So yeah. it looks like that's going to be her major goal. And if anybody's going to be trying to help her with that, it's going to be the Rangers of the New Republic. Also, it is a limited series. So they could exactly. bang it out quick and then have right. it all tee up at the same time. There you go. Yeah. Boom. Cool. Next one, uh, Andor. Prequel to Rogue One follows the pre-Rogue One adventures of Cassian Andor. I, I don't care about this at all. Um, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm 100% disappointed. We got the movie, you know, Rogue One to tell us the story of how the Rebels got the secret plans. Uh, we don't care about Andor. We know how he died. We don't need a TV series about him. Agreed. Um, yeah. I'm just disappointed that they didn't use uh, Forced Unleashed. That was a ten times better storyline that they could have done. Agreed. Uh, because, you know, honestly... Hold up, hold up. Forced Unleashed, the video game? The video yeah. game. A great video game. A great, great video game. I'm not even a video... I'm not even a gamer, <laughs> and I would play that all day. All day. Yeah. So I'm, we I'm have. chucking stormtroopers <laughs> left, right, and center. It's amazing. It's the best. It's yeah. great. Exactly. It's great. And uh, for a lot of Star Wars fans, um, episode three and episode four, that 20-year gap, 18-year gap, is like the most coveted Star Wars time because there's so much unknown, the build of the Empire, the fall of Jedi, right? They want to know what happened to Obi-Wan. They want to know what happened to all the hundreds of Jedis on the planets. They want to see Darth Vader killing Jedi, right? And yeah. instead, I mean, it's we're sadistic, getting, but it's great. Yes. Instead, we're getting some orphan in a rebel alliance, and that's not what we're looking for right now. Yeah. Well, that is a great segue into the other announced show, yes. which was my favorite of what they announced, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi, set 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. They're bringing back Ewan McGregor, and as referenced in the intro, Hayden Christensen will reprise his role as Darth Vader. Can we get a round of applause for the boys, please? Yes, 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 yes. Thank you very much. Oh, yes, the boys are back in town, baby. Yeah. Obi, Annie, let's do this. Thoughts? Are you guys excited? I'm I'm pumped for this. I'm pumped. Limited series? This is the story people wanted to see. This is the story. Um, Limited series. uh, I believe the less is more. And for me to have Obi-Wan Kenobi, you could just throw the rest of the nine shows in the garbage. I don't care. Like That's that's my main focus, and I'm just blessed to be yeah, alive. 100%. See, Bichette here, this is where we disagree, because I want as much Star Wars as possible, but I also want the quality. That's, Disney that's, has that's unlimited true. resources. Unlimited. They can provide quality content every six months, just like Marvel, and they just don't, because they're scared. But we're going to yeah. get into that. We're going to get into that. Right now, Obi-Wan, Anakin, I'm pumped. Limited series. Let's go. Wait, hold up, hold up. That's a limited series too? Yeah. Oh, come on. Really? Perfect. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Segway to limited series for a second here. Limited series are great. Shout out Queen's Gambit. (laughs) Exactly. They're great. You have a story, start to finish, beginning, middle, end. No filler. Tight. No filler. No going on too long and ruining it. None of that. It's just they know what they want to tell. They tell it and we're, we're amazing. This is why... I, and I'm sure lots of people were very excited for this announcement. Yeah. We've always wanted more Vader, right? Yes. And like, yes. we didn't get a lot of great Vader mm-hmm. because uh, original Vader looked like he was wielding like a 200 pound lightsaber. And his final duel <laughs> with Obi Wan at the end of New Hope is one of the most iconic and yet 
cinematically horrendous scenes of all time. Yes. Right? Agreed? Yeah. Agreed. It's no. equi- okay, I think it's the equivalent to De Niro doing anything physical in The Irishman. Right. That's what yeah. it looks like. It, it, possibly worse. Possibly worse. Maybe. I mean, De Niro kicking that dude on the ground was <laughs> one of the worst. Yeah. And yet, it was also one of the best acts of balancing I've ever seen on screen. True. Yeah. True. He really held his own there. Um, I'm looking forward to this because the best part of the original Vader was just the musical score whenever he entered a room yep. mm-hmm. and the fact that James Earl Jones was voicing him. Yep. Yep. Other than that, him as a character in the 70s was pretty hard, no CGI, no special effects, to show his full mm-hmm. force. Yep. To be honest with you, I thought uh, Mufasa and Elton John were a better duo <laughs> if we're talking James Earl Jones. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really concerned, to be honest, about this series. Like, as excited as I am, yeah. I am a little concerned because it's like, as you mentioned, James Earl Jones. How old is he now? I don't know. He's probably ancient. Yeah. He what is, is his longevity like? Well, I mean, do we need longevity? But also, he wasn't announced. I know. If that's, he's that's, not... That scares me. That, that scares me. If he's not voicing Vader, right. who is? You he's, can't replace his voice? He, here's my big issue with this, and maybe it won't be an issue, but they're bringing in uh, Hayden Christensen, Yeah. who is going to be wearing the suit, I'm assuming. I guess. But could they not have just cast me? Yeah. Like I know. If, if, if they're going to voice over me with James Earl Jones and they're not going to show my face, what's the point of bringing back Hayden? You could have put anybody in the suit. Absolutely. So my my biggest speculation is that, like, Obi-Wan and Hayden might not actually meet or see each other in their timeline, but it'll actually be flashbacks, and that's how we get Hayden as him, you know, during the Clone Wars. Um I'm hopeful that it'll be Hayden in the Darth Vader suit and he'll be actually doing something. But if not, then it's just kind of rehashing what the prequels did. But even if he's even if he's in the suit, oh, like what is he going to do? Like how are we going to see his face? If yeah. we don't see his face and all we hear is James Earl Jones' voice, then it, why does he need to be there? I, I, unless, I like the flashbacks. But unless yeah. he pulls the, the helmet off and you get a better look at disformed... Anakin. And, and again, why could you get anyone to be <laughs> right. a deformed Anakin? Right. I mean, it just sounds like it sucks for uh, Hayden then. <laughs> he just has to walk around and just like I mean, he deformed gets, uh, face. What, seven figure paycheck? Why is he? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe he really wanted a haircut. Just go bald and uh, pull yep. the deed move and uh, <laughs> yeah, man, good shave look. it off, and then me and Hayden, <laughs> you guys share this thing. The best version of Darth Vader we've saw, we've seen is Rogue One. Right, his his scene in Rogue yes. One, as far as the cinematography, yes, right, it's a little newer. You got very special effects, like you've kind Beautiful. of seen a little bit more of his intended powers, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. in super slow mo. Yes, um, so that's what I'm looking forward to. I think we're gonna see a lot more of awesome Vader. Yes, awesome yeah. Vader. That's that would be great. If we um, don't, people will burn um, Disney to the ground f- for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. Like we don't want to waste characters here. As long as Obi Wan doesn't room Star Wars continuity. That's the only thing I'm worried about, right? Because you know Obi-Wan was a hermit in the desert for those years in between episode three and four. And we know in episode four, Darth Vader and um, Grand Moff Tarkin thought Obi-Wan was dead because they haven't seen him so long. So I'm kind of curious how they're going to do that story because this is set 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, right? I, I wonder if uh, Anakin, Darth Vader wants to come back home, right? And, or set up, try to set up an Imperial base on Tatooine or something. I don't know. This is just wild speculation at this point. And that's how Obi-Wan gets involved because he's he's there and, like, has to, like, shut it down on the low so that 
you know, Vader doesn't find out he's there. I don't know how he's not going to sense him, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It's a lot of poss- the possibilities Possible, are endless at this point. Nobody really knows. It's, yeah. Obi-Wan's it's crazy. Jedi. All we know, Obi-Wan, Anakin. That's all yeah. I know. That's Obi-Wan's all I know. your favorite Jedi? Yeah. Obi-Wan's my favorite Jedi. Darth Vader is my favorite Star Wars character. Like, those two coming together is honestly a dream come true. Obi-Wan, not a bad choice. Why? Get into the nitty-gritty. Why Obi-Wan? Um, for me, Obi-Wan has to be the perfect example of what a Jedi should be. Right? Like, he, he followed the code to a T, and we honestly saw what happened to him. Right? Uh, his master died. He lost his apprentice. Uh, the entire Republic fell, right? And yet, he still managed to stay good, right? He persevered through everything. At the end of the day, he trained the next Jedi to take down the Empire, right? Like, how great of a Jedi do you have to be to be alone for 20 years by yourself and still remain faithful? Does he not take any of the blame for the way Anakin turned out? Um, yes, mm. that is possible because there there is some criticism on Obi-Wan because what Anakin needed was a father figure, but... Obi-Wan loved Anakin so much, he thought of him as an equal, as a brother almost, right? And so there was point in times where Obi-Wan needed to discipline Anakin, but he just couldn't because he loved Anakin so much, right? Like, even the Clone Wars go into detail how Obi-Wan kind of knew that Anakin was married to Padme, but he hid it from the Council, right? And so... Yes, there, there are some points where, okay, maybe if Obi-Wan did something differently here or there, Anakin, you know, would have changed and been def- done differently. But at the end of the day, we knew who was pulling the strings, and that was, you know, Darth Sidious, right? And right. Obi-Wan couldn't do anything there. He, when it comes to power level, he was ranked master, but he wasn't a top tier yeah, he, he did go with what he had. If he had been more of a father figure, as you said, then Sidious wouldn't have stepped in as the father figure and pulled him to the dark side. That is also true, but Jedi's, right, they're not supposed to let their emotions and feelings get... But he did, because he treated him like a brother and he I loved know. him so much. <laughs> but it's, See? It's, ah! it's, it's, I it's he's hard. Like, he's it's my favorite hard. character, and then yeah. we're just crapping all over him. <laughs> the thing no, is, he's like... Great. He's great. When you think of Jedi's, right? Who was the first Jedi we ever saw on screen? Obi Wan. Obi Wan, right? So for me, the first thing when you say Jedi, I think Obi Wan. Some people think think Yoda, but I don't like little green people. That's just me. <laughs> so if you're little and you're green out there, uh, sorry. Yeah, this is not the part we're, we're apologizing in advance for anything <laughs> that Chad might say. Matthew, your go-to Star Wars character. Go-to Star Wars character. Or Jedi. Jedi, I guess. Okay, I mean, I want you with both, now that I'm intrigued. Because I mean, clearly, clearly it's automatically people. Boba Fett, like, of course. Fett, yeah. It's got to be. He's the number one. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, uh, if I died one. to a, a blind Han Solo and just fell into a pit, yeah, I, I would love if, him too. If that's what happens. So wait, who's your, who's your guy? You say? Uh, yeah, Boba Fett. Yeah. Oh, one. Boba Fett. But, uh, okay. but the Jedi, favorite Jedi, I always like Plo Koon. Uh, you guys don't even know who he is. I, I love Plo Koon. No one knows who he is. His mask. He's my guy. His mask. He just looks pretty Buddy, awesome. I got the internet right in front of me. <laughs> get it. Up. Get it. He looks awesome. He's a really nice guy to his, his troops in the, the Clone Wars there. Very gruesome little, death. I was very gruesome death. death. You, you never get to hear him speak in the movies. Sad. This guy. What he do you just like got, this guy? He got the short end of the stick. He just looks cool, man. Yeah, he I, mean, I was a kid, my, my and he looked pretty cool, and I was like, let's go. That's my guy. Yeah. And then I found out he's actually a pretty cool guy in the show. Yeah. So... 
I'm down. Like my second favorite was uh, and he's the second best pilot in the yes, in the after, Jedi Order. After there you Anakin. go. After Annie. So, yeah. A couple new go. releases uh, that they announced that we're going to talk about uh, real quick. Speaking of pilots. Rogue Squadron. Whew. Yes. Pumped. Thoughts? Pumped. Give us the story a little bit. Full pump. So, we don't know enough about the story. All we know is Patty Jenkins yep. coming in hard. Yeah. We got the little teaser trailer. Yep. She's talking about how much she, she loves flying and yep. she loves Star Wars. And her dad was a pilot. And so, this is a passion project for two for two reasons. I have full confidence. So it's Top Gun in space. Yep. But yeah, she, that's what we're she said, yeah. I mean, she said that no other um, stories touched her heart about about uh, flying fighters. Right. And so this this one did. Yeah. So I'm, this will I'm, be good. I'm excited. We don't really know also timelines of when these are going to come out. Like we have very yeah. vague years, but like it's yeah. kind of anybody's guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like Rogue Squadron, um, Luke ended up heading up. Rogue Squadron. Okay. It's his crew. I see. So, but what happened after the events of um, Return of the Jedi or in between Empire and Return of the Jedi, we don't know. Right. So, good luck them. putting the timeline together after all this stuff comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of overlap. One more thing you want to talk about uh, new is the Acolyte. Mm, yes. So about that. we know very little about all of this stuff, but this sounds like it's going to be a thriller from pre-prequels. Yes. So this Old is Republic this might be era. the most anticipated yeah. one of them all because of what the studio mm. is pitching this as. Mm. Um, Let's talk about it. The idea here is to leave the Skywalker timeline yes. behind. Mm-hmm. So not, ready. not dismissing it. <clears throat> But somehow just assuming it didn't happen. Now, I'm going to read what the studio has put out as the explanation for this. And then you guys can tell me if this is ridiculous or feasible or what you think of this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, It's claiming that a Star Wars Civil War is taking place within Lucasfilm between Kathleen Kennedy, uh, your favorite, and (laughs) those who are loyal to George Lucas. Um, The plan is in place to reset. I put that in quotations the Disney Star Wars and used a concept called, ready for this? The Veil of the Force to erase The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker by making them part of a Star Wars multiverse, essentially locked within their own universe and no longer part of the Star Wars movies. Hmm. How do you think about dealing with it by putting it in its own universe? Ooh, that's uh, messy. If if Disney announced... A new episode seven, it would a hundred percent be Endgame, Avengers Endgame. Um, yeah. Like, honestly, if Force Awakens was an actual good Star Wars movie, it would have easily made three or four billion dollars. Like I've seen every single Star Wars movie aside from the sequels over a hundred times, easy, easy. each, right? Um, when I saw Force Awakens, I went to the theaters twice. One because opening day I was like okay and then two just to reaffirm my emotions in the movie and how much I hated it after that I literally had no reason to watch it ever again and then of course with my buddies I'll, I'll take them to go but if it was actually a generally good movie I would have gone 10 times in theaters you know when the first Thor movie came out I went 8 times in theaters when the first Avengers came out I saw it 7 times in theaters but when you 
destroy a franchise so bad, like the sequel trilogy, like, I don't know how you come back from that, except just wipe it from existence. Do you guys like the multiverse theory? Like, how else do you dismiss it and yet still keep it somewhat in the same context? Unfortunately, this would never happen, but... Like they should just do what Shad said. Just re-release episode seven, eight, nine. Just, just do it again. Or just when the just, timeline wasn't complicated enough. Right. Just, yeah. just cross it out. Just say it didn't happen. Just say literally it didn't happen. And we're has that try ever been again. done with any movie, any series? No. no. And that's why it would be the biggest publicity stunt of all time. Yeah. Right. It's never been done before. Imagine being able to see the the same like idea two different movies. Yeah. It That'd would be, be amazing. No, so, like people would literally lose their minds. Everyone would cheer with yeah. joy. Yeah. Like. It, yeah. And just the fact that they attempted it, people would love it. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. The, the money. The money would just rain on them. So this veil of Skywalker business, like whatever, veil of Star Wars, whatever. Like I think that I don't like it. Like parallel universe. That That's what, what you're talking about, complicating the timeline. That's how you complicate it, by making parallel universes. But like if you, go in, if you want to either redo it or tape something else or kind of blend a show into the same timeline and you don't want that to have effect on the story, how else are you going to do it? You just tell them it's... It doesn't That's matter. a bold Seven, move. Eight, it is a bold move, but it would work. A thousand percent. I know. And yeah. they're doing it... Yeah, like a hundred percent. Like They better do it. Comics do it all the time. They retcon stuff, people's powers, people's origin stories. Uh, Warner Brothers doing it right now with Justice League, right? Mm. Zack Snyder's cut. The Snyder um, cut. Because that's interesting. So tell us about that. So we've all seen Justice yeah. League. It was uh, meant. So Justice League is arguably. I didn't even watch it. Still? Yeah. Didn't even watch it's, it. I watched I'll it I'll wait theaters. for the Snyder Cut. It was, it was absolutely terrible. You have arguably the seven most famous superhero group of all time. And it literally flopped. Right? Uh, some people claim the direction, the acting. And at the end of the day, Warren Brothers, okay, we're going to redo this movie. Zack Snyder, here's 70 million fix it. Same right? cast? Same cast. And they're doing it again with, with Suicide Squad. They're redoing Suicide Squad. Yep. That I saw. Yeah, but I was confused there you go. because it was it's called re- Suicide Squad. Yeah. But that's a different cast. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it, how much about the cast is, but I just know they're redoing it. Right. Like, yeah. so why not? Why, why not Star Wars? I, why? I, gotta be, I gotta be real though. Justice League or Suicide Squad, I'm not really sure how much better than the next ones are gonna be. It's true, but everybody's pumped about it. Yeah. But now, but we're, when we're talking about Star Wars though, Everybody knows the potential of Star Wars, the thing, and and where it went wrong, and so it's like we could just undo that. Right. Well, the thing with DC and Marvel though is that they have competition against each other, right? Whose favorite superhero is this? Whose movies are better? Comics, etc. Star Wars is the behemoth on top. They overtower everyone. They ha- it has no rival. Okay, you can bring up Star Trek, but when's the last time you saw a Star Trek TV show or movie you actually cared about? It's just filler, right? Star Wars, people wait days in line to buy their tickets, to buy their merchandise, right? This would literally blow up the internet in a way that Avengers could even dream of. All right, well covered. That was it for the new stuff. We're going to take a break, come back with the old stuff. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Inquisitive Bro Podcast. We know you listen to us, but more importantly, we want to hear from you. Did you disagree with one of our takes? Did you catch a mistake that we made? Do you have your own take about something we discussed that maybe we didn't consider or failed to mention? If that's the case, we want to hear from you. Hit us up on Instagram at The Inquisitive Bro. 
Or if you want to just reach out and say what up, that's cool too. If you make a good point, bring us an interesting take of your own, or you get us talking about something cool you brought to the table, you just may hear us giving you a shout out and discussing your take on our next podcast. All right, well, we're not done yet. As always, thanks for listening. Now, back to the pod. All right, man, so we're back. I'm going to start where it all began with you two. Obviously, very knowledgeable when it comes to the Star Wars universe. But I got to ask you why, Shad, you are my age. We were born in 93. Man, you are only a couple of years older. We are now 44 years removed from the first time we saw Star Wars on the big screen. You definitely didn't grow up with it because I know you're both not that old. Why Star Wars for you guys? Uh, well, as you said, I was born in 93. So Phantom Menace came out May... Fifteenth, uh, nineteen ninety nine, and so I was five and a half years old. My dad took me out of school, kindergarten, and he said, "We want to see Star Wars." I'm like, "Okay," and that was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Uh, my parents both lined up, uh, you know, a couple hours to watch uh, New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. They loved it. I loved Phantom Menace, and I've watched it almost every day uh, for the next ten years. So. For me, it's been ingrained in my family, into my soul, as a person. Like, all I see is just Star Wars. That's, yeah. Yeah, for me, um, I was a young age, too. And I'll, ne- I'll never forget my first images of Star Wars. Uh, I was at my cousin's house. Brooks, also a massive Star Wars fan. Um, shout out, Brooks. Shout out, Brooks. Shout out, Brooks. Um, and uh, there was, on the TV... There was a couple dead bodies lying on the ground. Spoiler alert for a 50-year-old movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it by now, too bad. <laughs> Uncle Owen, yeah. Amber Rose. Uh, there was two bodies lying there burning, and, and I was like 10. So this literally was like kind of scarring for me. Like it's, it's literally burned into my memory, but also in a good way. So maybe that's why like I enjoy dark things in my film and <laughs> TV. But... Uh, but ever since then, like my, and then I was like, "What is that? What what what's on the TV?" And my uncle was saying, "It's oh, that's that's Star Wars." And then I was like, to my parents, "Can we watch it? Like, I want to watch this Star Wars." And so then they're like, "Oh, I guess he's old enough to watch it." Uh, How old were right. you then? I was like ten. I was okay. like ten years old, probably. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we queued up a New Hope and never looked back, man. That was, that was it. it. I gotta ask you though, it. because it, they basically came out kind of around the same time, why has Star Wars taken off and, like, why aren't you guys Star Trek fans? Hmm. That's a good question because my dad uh Or are you? Do Star you guys Trek. like Star Trek? I, I like Star Trek. I'm not like, oh my goodness, it's amazing. Right. But uh, I, I just, Star Wars is like nothing else. Yeah. It is. Um, for me, um, Star Trek doesn't really have a linear storyline. They kind of have just pocket movies that are standalones, whereas Star Wars, you have a trilogy, right? It's kind of like Lord of the Rings. You have the first book, second book, third book, right? Same thing with Star Wars. Episode four, five, and six. You could, it's, it was just nine hours of just amazingness. Like, okay, you're following the storyline, whereas Star Trek, it just kept on resetting. Okay, you watch a two-hour movie, reset. Two-hour movie, reset. Okay, now recast, right? Yeah, that's a good point. That's how it was Star Trek. You didn't really... But there are some Trekkies out there who will like live and die for star yeah, trek over 100%. anything for sure and i'm not sure what their pull is is it is, is it plot is it characters is it storyline like i'm not sure like a spock and captain kirk really that polarizing to where you would really gravitate to that over star wars i don't know well i think the people that are so into star trek like they're they come from an, 
an older generation right. where they grew up with the TV show right. like every week and as kids. And that really latches onto you. Whereas my childhood, I didn't have the Star Trek that was for my age group. I had Star Wars, which was for kids, like originally intended. And that's always, you know, yeah, always been that way. Yeah. And that's when I grabbed onto it. And like, I enjoy Star Trek, but I mean, come on, lightsabers? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, I mean, you have the force, dude. Laser guns, lightsabers alone. It's yeah. samurais in space that can <laughs> use the force to pull things with their mind. I, Sign me up. It's like nothing else. Say it's no nothing more. else. Sci-fi and fantasy combined. Yeah, no, I get it. With laser swords. Okay, so back to Star Wars. We'll leave Star Trek in the past. Um, we talked a little bit about the movies, uh, some of the flaws, some of the better ones. We'll get into a little bit more now. But favorite movies, man. There's a lot of Star Wars content. Mm. Line them up for me. Yeah, I mean the order is 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 tough, man. Um, it's hard. There's a, there's a internal struggle for every Star Wars fan. I think a little bit. Um, yeah. Mine, Empire Strikes Back. Okay, number five for sure. Number one. Now that I got to think that's common, right? Yeah, yeah. As far as people it's, favorite. It's, yeah. yeah, it's always up there in the top three for sure. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. From what I've seen, Episode five and Episode three, those are yeah. usually. The top two for more battling most people. Yeah, so for me, it's episode five, Empire Strikes Back. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Episode four, A New Hope. Episode two, Attack of the Clones. Episode six, Return of the Jedi. Then Rogue One. Then Force Awakens. Then Solo. Then The Last Jedi. And then The Rise of Trash. <laughs> the rise of trash. Yeah, that's the not second it takes sequel. the last spot for sure. No, I would great. I would put the Star Wars Christmas special above the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Even then, man, there's I don't also even Clone know. Wars, the animated show. Yes, yeah, the animated movie as well, right? Yeah. Right. Um, for me, it was just Star Wars: A New Hope. It's the OG. It's the original. Um, just seeing Darth Vader enter on that Rebel cruiser. What is the most menacing, awe-inspiring thing for me as a person? You know, seeing a guy in a black suit, a foot taller than everyone else, and just fear coming in everyone else's eyes who encounters him. Like, that guy, you do not want to cross him, right? Mm. And then... Wait, wait. Let's get back to why you love it first, number one. But, like, what's your order, though? Okay. Well, my favorite movie is... Well, yeah. Favorite movie of all time? Yeah. Star Wars A New Hope, okay. episode four. And then I would say Revenge of the Sith. And then I would go Empire. And then I would go Return of the Jedi, episode six. And sequels doesn't matter to me. Just, <laughs> yeah. I Strike them from the records. I don't, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about this. Yeah, that's fair. So why do you love A New Hope, Chad? Uh, well, honestly, it has one of my favorite... Uh, film scenes of all time in all of cinema and that's um, when Luke looks at the binary sunset and for those who don't know it's when um, Luke exits the uh, Skywalker ranch and then just looks into the sky and sees two suns about to dawn right and for me there's no dialogue but just the music and the emotions on his face you know exactly what he's thinking what he's feeling and what he's going through. And that 
20 to second, 30 second scene just destroys anything the sequels had to offer. There's, there's not much substance to the sequels, let's be yeah. real. And George Lucas has gone on interviews saying that was his favorite scene he's ever shot in any Star Wars movie. How about you, Matt? What's your, what's your favorite reason for Empire? I mean, the most iconic line probably in all of movies that is also the most iconic twist of all movies probably ever. Luke, I am your father. I mean, it's it's okay. Hold up, let me ask you guys this: When I saw that movie in that scene, I had already heard "Luke, I am your father," right? I had already known kind of how it plays out because, like, it's pop culture, okay? And yeah. I'm young, so it happened way before I was watching it. Do you think people at the time was it that big of a twist? Do you think they saw it coming or no? No way. Okay. No From, way. No one saw it coming. In fact, I heard that only George Lucas, um, who was producer for Empire, not the director, uh, the director of Empire Strikes Back, who I forget, and then uh, Mark Hamill. He was. Those are the only three people that actually knew what was happening. And originally, they shot the scene watching Darth Vader telling Mark Hamill that it was Obi Wan who killed his father, right? And not Darth Vader is the father. So at first, Mark Hamill's acting towards that, and then once they told him, everything changed. And so it's. Those are both interesting takes, though. Yeah. Like Luke, I am your father is big. Or Luke, Obi-Wan killed your father. Yeah, That yeah. would have set because, up a whole different series yeah, of movies after right. the fact. Because he tells Which is Luke, almost true. Yeah, <laughs> in Revenge of the true. Sith. Yeah. But, Luke tells... Yeah. I mean, Obi, uh, Darth Vader tells Luke, you don't know... I mean, Obi-Wan hasn't told you the truth, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So he was going to say, you know, he killed your father. Yeah. But, I mean, technically both true. Yeah. How you spin it, true. right? I mean, it's... That's why I'm saying it. it like, that alone... It's it's the top. It's got to be. And then it's also the 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 movie where Luke has his struggle. That's that's the biggest Luke struggle. Like he's right. he finds out his father is the most evil person in the galaxy that we've been fighting against these into- these two movies now. Yeah. And then he loses his hand. Uh that sucks. like so much struggle his world is torn apart because his mentor, he finds out, has lied to him right. from a certain point of view. It, it, and and then it sets up perfectly the next movie because, well, where do we go from now? Now we know that he's the worst, but he's also his dad. And, yeah, it's... The internal struggle. And then Han gets captured. And Han. Boba Fett's in the movie. The Hoth battle is amazing. Like, it's... But George Lucas knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. And that's the thing with the original trilogy, right? You had character development for all three people, right? Luke Skywalker goes from some useless farm boy to one of the most powerful Jedis who ever lived. You go Han Solo, a greedy smuggler going to... Ruthless. One of the most, you know, compassionate rebel... Leaders, People. exactly right, and then Small, Leia, selfish person going to one of the most uh, self-sacrificing people. Exactly, and then you have Leia, right, a mm-hmm. whiny princess yep. going to a general mm-hmm. for the rebellion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You saw the three movies; these no three longer characters. being served, she's now serving exactly. the galaxy. And where did where did Finn get us? <laughs> <laughs> Ray, <laughs> we'll get there. Get there. So lots. Of material over the 44-year lifespan of Star Wars. 100%. Let's talk a little bit about how we got here. The um, state of... The state of where things are. Oh, Star Wars, yeah. Because we're, we're on shaky ground, man. Like, 
Yeah, Star Wars is uh, at an impasse here. I mean, coming off of the epic failure of the sequel trilogy, it's not like financially, uh, fan-wise, it's a failure. Uh, there might be people who like it. Good on you, but let's be real, it's a failure. So how we got here is is the question, right? Like, how did these sequels happen? Like, and it started with the prequels. It started with the prequels. Um, they came out, uh, The Phantom Menace. Everybody hated it. Like, the hardcore fans hated it. But why? Why did they hate it? Because it was completely different from everything that they loved. Yeah, right. It was completely different. You don't have the the trio anymore. Now you have Jar Jar Binks. Right. You have this random kid racing for 30 minutes in the sand. Yeah. You have this like political intrigue. Everybody's wondering what is going on here. But see, I love Star Wars for the political intrigue. A- absolutely. Yep. And this and world this build- is, world building. Yeah, the world building. It's it's like the some of the greatest world building ever seen. And it's a genius move because George had vision. But um yeah, that prequel hate really, really hurt George. Yeah. I, th- I think the problem with the prequels is that George Lucas, you know, once, once he made the original trilogies, he was basically God-tier level now, right? So when he made the prequels, he had no pushback. Everyone just listened to every decision he made, right? And the problem with that is that you don't get any advice. You don't get any help. And so when you're writing dialogue or trying to condense a story of so many plots, it's difficult, right? And so that's where the prequel kind of fell short to the original trilogy, where the dialogue is everyone's weakest points, right? Yeah. You took Attack of Clones, right? I love Anakin Skywalker. I love Hayden Christensen. But some of the stuff he said to Padme would get you a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. But aside from the dialogue, like... What, what can you complain about the prequels? They had some of the best Star Wars characters. You had some of the best action sequences in any movies. I can name 10 Jedi that never even said a word in a Star Wars movie, but I love them so much. Yeah. Ket Fisto, Keanu Mundy, Plo Koon. my boy. Oh, my, my goodness. My boy, Plo. Alias Akira. Like, <laughs> my boy, Plo. These characters, like, you don't know them. I do. How? I don't know. Exactly. Right? And, and like... The characters amazing. The world building amazing. The the themes amazing. We're talking. This is a this is a a war story over three movies with a love story at the core. Yeah. Who with political intrigue? Who is opposed to this idea? Sounds like a great idea with space samurais. Right. Right. Uh, how can you say no to this? I don't know. And as Shad said, the action's amazing. But people did. People hated it. And they hated it vehemently. Like, they came after George. They're making songs about how much they hate him and how much they hate the new Star Wars. And and, and so then George, he's just doing his thing. He created this masterpiece, which is only now getting recognized over the last 15 years. And now, started, on, the, the last 15 years, so you're saying there's a turn. People there's that a turn. like them. Oh, but yeah. do you believe that the same people that hated them now like them? Or is it just a new generation who is liking it and carrying the franchise? Uh, the new generation definitely carrying 
So the, the ones the, who hated the, it, you think probably still hate it. Yeah, there's still definitely those out there. But don't right. worry, they're dying off. They're dying off. <laughs> so, so good news yeah. is <laughs> their days are numbered. Yeah, yes. they, they're because they're the old guard. They came in, you know, 40, 50 years ago right. into this, uh, and and we came in, and we came in uh, young and amazed and right. can appreciate it without those biases against it now, and uh, and it is beautiful. Reddit, Reddit saved. How the so? prequels. I mean, memes. Right. The memes are everywhere. Prequel. All you see, the prequel memes. Everyone knows the prequel memes, even if they haven't watched Star Wars. Correct. Yeah. And you, <laughs> I must say, like, favoritism aside, from, you know, New Hope and, you know, nostalgia and all of that, in my opinion, I think the Star Wars uh, Revenge of the Sith has to be one, like, if it's probably a top Star Wars movie. Like, you say what you will, but Empire Strikes Back. But how many people can say they've watched a movie they know the ending, but they want it to change every single time they've seen it. How many times can you watch Anakin Skywalker walk into Chancellor Palpatine's office, look at Mace Windu, and pray, man, I hope Anakin Skywalker does not take off his hand this time, and he still does it. It's moving. Right? I've never been moved by any movie other than that. I get destroyed every time I watch it. Yeah. And even though it's one of the best stars of all time, I seldom watch it for that reason. But who, I'm so who of us in his had. position wouldn't have done that? Right? Yeah. Like I said at the premise a little bit. So um, Darkseid had the ability to possibly save his dying wife. Mm-hmm. Um, other side didn't. He basically chose the chance of saving his wife over what was morally correct to do, who of us in that position would have taken his stance? Absolutely. And this is why, like, the whole idea of the prequels being this political intrigue with a love story at the core is perfect. Because the most powerful individual in the galaxy, because of this great love that has been spilt up for three movies, can change the course of the entire galaxy. Right. Right? Like, it's, it's genius. It's a genius premise. And that's why Darth Vader said, you know, the ability to destroy a planet is insignificant to the power of the Force. Look what Chancellor Palpatine did with the Force. He influenced an entire Senate, which was in charge of the entire Republic, right? He did that all with the dark side. Okay, sure, Death Star can destroy a planet, but can you take over an entire civilization in the galaxy? Death Star can blow up all the people in the galaxy and you have no one left to rule. Exactly. But dark side, you can rule the galaxy. Um, so, and so all this prequel hate. Yeah. It led to an inflection point, though. Yes. One might say. The breaking point. Pre-Disney, post-Disney? Yes. Is that fair? Absolutely. 100%. Okay, so tell Absolutely. us a little bit what happened. What so, was the big event? So, the sale. It was the sale of Lucasfilm. Lucas had enough. He couldn't take the hate. The haters kept coming. He had, and he had <laughs> visions. He had, he had, he had a vision for the future of Star Wars, and he just probably took stock and was like, "Man, they are really gonna hate this. Yeah. Why? Why am I gonna bother? Why am I gonna put myself through this? This took up forty years of my life. I, I don't want to sit through another twenty with them hating on you me. You know he's sitting back and laughing now. Though. And now he's laughing. Yeah, because he's got four billion dollars in his pocket. <laughs> and you all hate the new movies. And we all hate the new movies. And uh, and this is the thing, and it, it's really sad because the 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 pre Disney post Disney era, he he put his his little his little spy in there when he sold. He made them use Kathleen Kennedy to be president. He's like. 
you're going to buy this, and you're going to make her the president. Yeah. Kathleen knew George's vision. She knew what was up. She had, they had been friends for 40 years. So they had been producing movies together for One might 40 say she years. Was, she was trusted. She was a trusted, trusted ally. And we're talking about Revenge of the Sith level betrayal here. Right. <laughs> okay. Beyond With Kathleen Ka- Kennedy as, as president, as chancellor, <laughs> yeah. as, uh, as emperor now. Emperor, we should be just calling her Emperor Kathleen Kennedy. Basically. So we've been teeing this up the entire pod. Mm. I know she has ready to go. Mm. Let's get into it. Her work. Her work. Mm-hmm. So the, the second trilogy, the three most recent releases as far as movies, um, flopped yep. on every level, both every critically level. and financially. Yep. Um, guys, just go. Yeah, so I mean, if, if you want to know how bad the quality of our work has been, um, they canceled an Obi-Wan movie, which is now turning into a TV series. They canceled the Boba Fett movie, which is now turned into The Mandalorian. Uh, they canceled two other trilogies that was supposed to be done by D&D. And by Ryan Johnson. D&D being uh, Dave Game and Dan from, from uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Dave and Dan of Game of Thrones. No, not many people are. No, no. So that might have been her best move yet, yeah. was firing them. Her right? only good move <laughs> thus far. Yeah. Um, she's at least fired, I think, five or six directors mm-hmm. uh, from the Rogue One movies. But why? And the I, I want you guys to tell me, why were these three so terrible? What made them so bad? Zero vision. Is the the heart and soul of the whole yep. thing? So so plot, so script, force just, just is, vision in general. Yeah, no plan, no just Foresight. no concept of an idea of what to do next. Explain. Can you point to specifics of how you can see that there was clearly no plan across these three movies? For, no continuity. Force Awakens. It's a rehash of A New Hope. Literally carbon copy. You have the the the, the orphan on a desert planet who gets whisked away into adventure, finds out that she's special, and ends up saving the day and blowing up the massive planet-destroying thing. Oh, and her mentor dies. And her mentor dies. Right. That she had for all of five seconds. That wasn't really much of a mentor at all. Uh, So that's that's how you know things are off to a rocky start, let's say. Yeah. But you have hope because... It's a rehash of a new hope. So this is our new new hope. Right. And new hope take 2. Take 2. So things are off to a rocky start. But then you hear Shad, maybe maybe you could take over cuz you you have particular hatred for the oh, last Jedi. For me, the last Jedi um I don't consider it a Star Wars movie. It's it's one of the worst cinematic experiences I've ever had in my entire life. I remember <laughs> I remember visibly watching this movie. I screamed when Finn didn't die and Rose, Rose Pico saved him. And I remember after watching the movie, I drove home and I started a GoFundMe. And I said, if you guys donated, I would buy a Darth Vader suit. I would fly down to George Lucas and I would beg for him to rebuy Star Wars. <laughs> Unfortunately, I never got any traction and I never made any money. But it was something I was willing to do because the movie was so bad. And to this day, it scars me as a human being. Hold up, is your GoFundMe page still up? I actually have no idea. I haven't checked it. So it could, <laughs> it could be making uh, money, so... <laughs> if there's a way our listeners want to access that, where do they find you? What do they type in? They go to GoFundMe.com and they type in what? 
I don't know. I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to get back on. We'll put it. One. We'll p- throw it up on the ground. Throw it in the links. We'll put it in the pod notes. This is a plug right here, boys. The 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 next in line after a new hope. I know you hated it. Aside from Finn not dying, what else specifically? Given the first movie and the second movie, where bring on the hate. I want to know begin? exactly okay. what's uh, the comedy. There's an excess of yep. really stupid comedy. Like in excess. Like slapstick. Slapstick. Yeah. Uh, not funny jokes. Um, also, you're taking some of the most ominous characters, like Admiral Hux, the main, like the, is Kylo and him. They're the big bads in the first one. And you make him a joke, an absolute joke. You throw him around, slap his face on the ground. How's anybody, how are we, as the audience, supposed to take him seriously? How's his, his, his force is supposed to take him seriously? That's, this is all within the first two minutes of the movie. Right. Yep. Um, you make the First Order just seem like a joke because they get absolutely annihilated. Uh, for for no reason, yeah. And then the the entire plot of the movie is essentially a chase scene, a slow motion chase scene, that never ends. I, I got some bad news for you though. It got worse. Oh yeah. Like after the first two, you knew there was gonna be a third. Yeah. Oh. At this point, you're probably wondering. I don't know how they're gonna tie this together, but it can't be any worse than the first two. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you would be wrong. The the thing with the last Jedi though, is that for me. It's destroyed Star Wars. Like, sure, The Force Awakens is bad because it was just literally a carbon copy of New Hope and they destroyed the use of the Force and Rey being a Mary Sue and etc. But when you destroy one of the most iconic characters in cinema history, Luke Skywalker, and you make him some useless hermit on a planet doing nothing and you send some random girl to go get him for absolutely no reason, like... You can't come back from that, especially once you kill the character. Yeah. So Luke was an original character who was known for his his stoicism. He was the yep. most stoic of all the characters, right? Yeah. They turned him into angry grandpa on my lawn for the better part of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Yep. We need your help. I don't want to leave. No, we really need you now. I just want to fish. Okay, I'll come <laughs> yeah. back later and ask again. Uh, I'm going to suck st- on a titty yeah. for, for green milk. milk. Yeah. yeah. I, I still don't want to go. Like, it, it made no sense. Why would you take... One of the greatest on-screen characters ever and make him this decrepit, old, angry man. Well, I think the the, the first Ray scene of the movie really sums it up. Uh, it's You got Ryan Johnson. He gets past the, the lightsaber, which yeah. has been passed from director to director, and he throws it behind him, out yeah. of the way. It was just a disrespect. Uh, there's a lot, the bit massive disrespect to the Star Wars community purposefully. He knew what he was doing. And he even there's there's even subtle hints to this. Uh, towards the end of the movie, Ray and and Kylo get into a force pulling match, even though she's had little to no training. Oh, okay. And, and hold up, wait. When she fights Kylo for the yeah. first time, like she didn't know she had powers three days yeah. ago, but all of a sudden she's kicking ass. Right. Yeah. And so then sense. they're having a, a lightsaber pull fight, and the lightsaber literally splits as Ryan Johnson predicts that this this fandom would split over this movie right. and then they land they go to the planet uh, to escape and the ground is literally salted he ryan johnson has salted the earth mm. of star wars universe there's a lot of like metaphorical hints throughout the movie like again the lightsaber throw at right. the beginning you know what he's down for he's right. here to toss out the way we know star wars to be and, and he does it. And it's terrible. Nobody liked it. Because when you do things just for a specific purpose other than to make a good movie, 
you're going to make a bad movie. Like back before all the analysis went down, I, I messaged Ryan Johnson because I was so disappointed in the movie. I m- wrote him on Instagram. Yeah. He didn't look at it. He might have. Maybe he did <laughs> now. I don't know. Yeah. But I wrote him a long message about how, like, just please, like, just you're sharing this universe. This is not something you created. You could do whatever you want, but you're do you now. Have the message? Step- yeah, I have it? the message. Hey, I am a Star Wars fan. I appreciate what you tried to do with episode eight. And I realize that you are probably have a lot of constraints working with Disney and an established story that you were trying to build on. But if you could just hire a super Star Wars nerd as a consultant for your next trilogy, that would be the biggest favor to the entire fandom and something I feel gets missed or ignored in almost every case for any franchise. I can imagine that when you are building a vision, you don't want people telling you what to put in your art. But with a franchise you didn't create, I feel it's your duty to share the experience with the people that share the experience that you yourself get to share in and who have invested much more time in than yourself. Disney has ruined a great thing. And if something doesn't change, then I feel like episode nine will be the end of for a lot of fans like myself that used to love it. Regards. Man, well done. (laughs) You also predicted the future. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because episode nine was worse. It it was. Yep. Oh, my God. I honestly feel like Ryan Johnson did not watch a single Star Wars movie prior to directing episode eight. Yeah, and just said, I'm a fan. Exactly. One, one of the other reasons you guys mentioned that Last Jedi was so bad uh, and some and Force Awakens too was the character development of Finn. Yeah. So can we explain quickly who he is and why the character himself is so uh, punitive? Well, Finn is a uh, ex stormtrooper correct first order trooper i guess they're i don't know what they're called now but so what did stormtroopers used to be they so in the prequels yeah we find out that they were clones they were clones of a mercenary and they were super soldiers and they were really effective and they had short growth periods and they were just trained to do their job right doing a good job and they were saving the galaxy at first then you get into the original trilogy, where they are now stormtroopers, and most of the clones have aged out and died. Most. So now what you're left with is conscripted people who have joined the Empire, some of which are loyalists, some of which were kind of forced into fighting. But for the most part, they're bad guys. Right. George intended them to be a stand-in for the Nazis. Right. right? So next, we have these, these First Order troopers. Now, with these, with this new First Order, who are they? We don't know. They don't tell us. But they're here, and they're bad. But in the first 10 minutes of the movie, one of these, these troopers, he has like this moment of where he's in the firefight, and he, he has this, and his friend dies beside him, and there's, his bloody hand comes on his face, and he has this whole moment where he, he can't do this anymore. Right. That character is Finn. Correct. He becomes one of our main characters of the sequel trilogy. We find out that Finn it was taken as a child and, and brainwashed into becoming a soldier for the First Order. So that le- leads us to think, well, weren't all the rest of them in a similar situation? Are, are not all of these First Order troopers child soldiers and what is that the main, have been brainwashed? And what is the main issue with the fact that they're child soldiers based on how the rest of the movie because goes? Because within the next five minutes of Finn getting his little epiphany, he starts shooting up all his friends Correct. who are also child soldiers to escape. And he's cheering away with his new buddy Poe yeah. as they murder all these abducted children. Right. <laughs> Poe, who he's known for all of 
five seconds. seconds. Yeah. Literally. And then for the rest of the three movies that are garbage, right. we're just supposed to cheer as all of these child soldiers are murdered. Correct. And then you're like, well, you know what? They're all brainwashed and, and so it's, it's fine. But it's like... They even know who each other are. They recognize each other. Finn gets into a fight with a guy who recognizes him by the way he looks into saying, Traitor! (laughs) He knows him. This is his friend that he's now going to (laughs) murder. Yeah, so there were some plot holes, one might say, in these three movies. Just, Just... Problems. This problems. is not even a plot hole. This is just a problem. So this is one of the main reasons why we hate uh, the first two movies of the third yeah. trilogy, Force Awakens and Last Jedi. So we actually referenced it and teed it up in the intro, but we want to talk to you about it right now. You've actually recut your own version of The Last Jedi. Give us a little something about that. Yeah, I mean, like, me and Shad, we could literally yeah. hate on this movie for hours. 100%. Or you could just watch my cut. Like, I've spent many hours now uh, recutting this movie. Uh, I've shaved off about 30 minutes so far of the movie. 30 minutes of just pure garbage. Because, like, I think that there are some great parts of the movie. I think there are some great scenes, some great visuals. But there's so much garbage. (sighs) Captain Phasma. uh, the, the, The whole scene that Finn and what's her name go on the planet. Rose go on that planet. Right. There's so many bad things that I had to, they had to be removed. And I tried to make it as seamless as possible. Obviously, it couldn't be completely seamless because it's pretty horrible. But there's uh, some redeeming qualities, and I hope it shone through. So we'll, uh, I hope if, you enjoy it. If we want to watch it, is there a way to do so? Uh, like, can there we reach will be out soon. to you? There will be soon. Okay, and I, we'll and keep you posted. Yeah, I will, it's, it's just on the... F- Final cutting room floor, but uh, got you. Oh, you you actually cutting it? You got dark room. You got clips hanging oh, from yeah. the ceiling. Oh yeah, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure the wife loves that. Basement. Use the second bedroom. <laughs> Good stuff. Let's get into the creme de la creme, oh, the top of the mountain, the worst of them all. Episode nine sums it all together. Yeah. The rise of Skywalker. Trash. The rise, rise of trash. Like, yeah. You got it right. I want to. This hear. movie. Yeah. Was doomed to fail mm-hmm. because of the previous two. However, as a standalone, it had so much promise. Yeah. Kylo Ren, fantastic character. Yes. Great bad guy. Yes. Okay. The visuals. Yeah. Right? When he's fight is it Snake? Snape. Snoke. Snoke. Yeah. Right? When they're in the red room mm. with the red stormtroopers. Like, visually, there was so much good in this movie. Yeah. Right? The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And then where are we going next? Rise of Skywalker. You're thinking great potential. Right. For like, yeah, it was terrible, but there is we can work with this. Because there's there's a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. The movie's called Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. We we haven't been introduced to anybody in the lineage. The only person close is, is Kylo. He's he's Leia's Leia Skywalker's son. Right. Is, is he going to rise? Makes I don't sense. Know. I Maybe. mean it's called we don't know any other Skywalkers, so it's gotta be him. You'd think. And then we have the the final third of the movie where Everything comes together and yet completely comes apart. Like the final car accident of like an 18-car pileup. Like this right. is... Yeah. If, if Last Jedi wasn't enough, this really threw Star Wars off the cliff. And I was ready to watch Spaceballs. And you know what? I got what I paid for. Yeah. But worse. Between know, the two of you, can you guys please just summarize how the movie ended from the time when we find out Palpatine is somehow alive? Yeah, they don't explain that. So they don't explain they, There's so many plot holes in the entire movie, from force jumping to force wielding 
to the force making to, out, even though both of them aren't there. The to, force teleporting to uh, yeah, te- oh the teleporting. That's just egregious. But the the, the even the um, uh, light speed skipping uh, apparently that's a thing. But in the last movie, that causes instant destruction to anything around it. But not this time. This time we can just well, because this time we need it. To yeah, finish n- the movie. exactly. This yeah, time no. we need it. How the entire um, movie is just two MacGuffins. Yeah. Finding one object to look for another object to get to that location. To get to you, another object. To get to another object. And then you can just, you know, ping the entire galaxy. Oh, we're here now. Yep. So just come. You don't have to go through that wormhole we did. No, you just teleport beside me. Exactly. With the force somehow. Oh. And, and, the, and the first movie, Force Awakens, really sums it all up in, in a few short words by Han Solo. That's not how the force works. Right. That's literally, that's what the trilogy should be just called. That's not how the force works. Because <laughs> that's how it just goes throughout. And I, and like, I keep calling this movie The Rise of Trash, but it's, it's really a parody of Star Wars. And I looked up the definition of a parody, and it's really quite fitting. A feeble or ridiculous imitation. That's literally what it is. Right. All of the things that we love about Star Wars, the Force, um, lightsabers, light speed, uh, these things, all of these things are heightened. The lineage. The, the lineages. Lineage. All of these things are heightened and made ridiculous. Palpatine somehow has the ability to use Force lightning into the sky, into the into orbit, yeah. and destroy... Thousands of ships at once. However, he's unable to stand on his own. Exactly. Right. And so, uh, apparently, he's not able to best this girl also, who has had how, no training. How big was the fleet? Right, that he had built, massive, unbelievably Thou- tens massive. Of thousands of stars. How do? You, Where did they come from? How do you get the who put these together? The, right. None the, of it makes sense, even as a movie. Like just as a movie, you would have needed a hundred thousand union laborers yeah. to build all these ships. Yeah. You're telling me not one of them ever went for a vacation. Like, and none of this got out. No one across. Knew. No, no one, one knew. knew no. Right? You show up on the planet, you don't see any workers. None. Right? It's all ice. So I don't know how they're surviving in the cold. I don't know how the ships didn't like break down, being trapped under ice. Where did they build them? Under the ice? How did they get them under the ice? I, I don't, None of it makes any sense. No. Wait, who are the guys guarding the where Palpatine was? Nobody knows. They're just imperial. They're just uh, guards. But like again, no, there's no explanation. No explanation. No. You could have you could you could have made these guys the coolest. Yeah. Like back, they could have been anybody, yeah. right? I thought nothing. they were gonna be the Knights of Ren. Right. Nope. No. They're not. Yeah. Could have been. Knights of Ren have even less cool weapons, yeah. and they suck yeah. because Kylo kills them in five seconds. Correct. Yeah. When Knights of Ren was mentioned, oh. we all thought they were Luke Skywalker's ex-Padawans that are all Force users, that all have mm-hmm. lightsabers, that kind of defected, and they're just off the cusp of being Sith, right? What we got was, I don't even know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It could have been great. It could have been Kylo as the big bad with his Knights of Ren that Rey has to fight, but no. They get beaten by him, the guy who, it, like, leads yeah. them, apparently. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that, that killed Star Wars was, um, you know, Rey using Force Heal. You know, here you have Anakin that wants to save his dying mother, that wants to prevent Padme from dying from childbirth. You know, you've had Yoda, you know, over 900 years old. Hey, Anakin, you can save whoever you love by just Force Healing them. You don't have to turn to the dark side, Right. Oh, Obi-Wan, let me just force heal Qui-Gon Jinn so he can raise Anakin. No, no, none of that. No. But here's a worm. No. Ray, heal the worm. Okay, so they can show you the tunnel out. 
Okay, yeah, rags. Heal a worm. Okay, man. Random worm thing that's just there. But see, I think this is a place where we might disagree a little bit. Because I'm not opposed to new things oh, in of course Star Wars. Not. Like, I'm not opposed to new force powers, but they they have to make I'll, sense. They I'll have would, to be trained. They have to be learned. They have to... These things can't just pop up out of nowhere. 100%. She just randomly decides, I'm going to heal this worm with no word about this being a possibility, no... Like she hasn't, tra- she's not a master in any sense. She yeah, hasn't the learned Cancel, anything. Master Yoda, none of which had ever mentioned this as a possibility no. ever. No, never. And 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 she didn't even like ha- have to try. She just put her hand there, and boom, he's it's healed. It's like playing a video game, and then you're just walking around, and umbil- abilities are just getting unlocked for you. Like, yeah. oh, sweet! Now I can do all of the things. You know what it is? It's like Super Mario World level one, where you get the mushroom right off the bat, and you're like, well, I didn't have to do anything for that. Exactly. That was easy. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And at, not just as Star Wars movies, but as any type of movie. These movies are bad movies. and that, Not uh, bad Star Wars movies. They, they're the worst Star Wars movies, but they're also just bad movies. I'm going to leave you guys with this question, and this is a big question. When 1, 2, 3 came out, yeah. right, as the second trilogy, everybody hated it, yeah. time healed. Yes. Do these three movies get healed with time? No. No. Boys, it was fun, man. It was. It was a great time. Thanks Thank for coming. You. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us, man.